Maybe. All right, welcome everybody to Next Possession Podcast, uh, Next Possession Sports Podcast. Um, your co-host Bradley Hayes. No, come out, Shaw. And today we have two uh, guests with us. Um, y'all want to introduce yourself, Brian? How y'all doing, Brian Hayes, brother of Brad? Um, Esco, Esco, friend of the program. <laughs> so, um, you know. These two special guests are, um, are, 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 are diehard basketball fans, and we want to bring them in for this topic uh, just, you know, to get, to get their perspective on, on the way things are going right now with the NBA um, today. Because they know way more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> today, the, um, the NBA had, you know, there's a rumor basically coming out with what the new format would be for, um, you know, the potential season. Um, and, and what's going on uh, as far what could happen if, if the season were to pick up. And for those that don't know, that format basically is what would be similar to like the um, – like a FIFA World Cup would be where they have um, these groupings. And they would take the top 20 teams, um, put them into to, to four different groups, um, evenly distributing um, the, 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 the talent of team uh, uh, within each four groups. Um, those four groups would then play um, each of the other four teams within their group twice for a total of eight games. And at that point, um, the top two teams from each grouping would then go on to basically the final eight for a playoffs where everything would then be a seven game series. So um, for those 20 teams, it would be what would be the top eight teams in the West, the top eight teams in the East, and then um, the actual 17 through 20 are all four teams from the Western Conference. Um, those teams uh, are, uh, let me see here, I had it right here. Um, those teams are uh, Portland, New Orleans, uh, Sacramento Kings, and the San Antonio Spurs. Um, so, uh, Esco, what do you think about that format? I think it's dope. Yo, to me, it sounds like like the, the EYBL, you know what I mean? For, for the NBA, like, you know, like, people, com like, comparing it to the World Cup and stuff like that, which I think it is. But, yo, to me, it sounds like AAU ball. And the fact that they're that they using, like, the, the, other, the other teams from the Western Conference because, you know, it's a more competitive conference and stuff, I think is dope, man. I think you're going to probably see some upsets. You're going to see Portland probably come there. I don't know if Memphis made the cut or anything like that. I didn't really see the, the – the, um, Yeah, the, Memphis – and Memphis is right now the eight seed in the West, so they will be one of that one of that top twenty. Yo, it's gonna be interesting. I think it's dope because now you, you're gonna see who's really working out, who's getting prepared, who's staying ready, and stuff like that. But it just sounds like a dope AAU tournament with with group play, and then going on to the playoffs and stuff like that. It'll just be interesting to see how it's gonna work out with no fans and stuff. B. Yeah, I mean, similar to what Esco said. For, for one, look, I love the idea of a World Cup-style format to start the season. Um, I believe this playing-style format gives those teams that are on the bubble, um, waiting to make it into the playoffs, like the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, and Spurs, all a fair chance at making it in. Um, according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, he reported that, you know, Damon Lillard would not want to come back and play, simply given a few games to play, essentially saying it wouldn't make sense to play three games when you're three and a half games out right now. And I agree with Dane. Um, like, what's the point in taking a risk, isolating yourself from your family, 
and you know all the necessary procedures that comes along with returning back to sports if numerically your team wouldn't even have a viable chance at making it into the postseason you know and not to mention given the topic of conversation has been going on for some time now about the NBA playoff seeding and the possibility of changing it up. Almost exactly a year ago, there was an article out on Bleacher Report um, about Adam Silver in the NBA examining the possibility of having a potential postseason play in tournament or even a midseason cup, you know, and in a shortened season due to the coronavirus pandemic, I say what better time than now to give this World Cup style play in format, you know, a try. Uh, definitely. Um, part of me feels that it's uh, oh man. I guess I guess part of me feels like you always want the best team to win, and with with only playing eight games and the top two teams making it from um, a region or grouping, um, however you want to call it. Um, to me, you know, you get a risk of of a team that has put itself in a position all year to, you know, to say, have, have, have home court position, you know, in the playoffs and everything to, to possibly give that up and lose in an eight game series, especially if you don't get a lot of um, time leading up to that, to actually get in and shape or, 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 you know, back into a rhythm and then to go in now to, to, to play these things, especially from mixed conferences. Like I so saw part of it is, it's dope because it allows, especially those teams, you know, like your New Orleans, like you said, your Portland, you're bringing in those fan bases now and giving them a real chance to actually get in, not only get into the playoffs or get into this next round, and you're bringing in more markets where fans are actually more engaged. But but to also, like I said, now some of these top teams maybe not being able to, you know, host games, you know, obviously no one's really going to be hosting games at their home court, but not to go through a seven-game series where now it's kind of a, almost almost not a one and done situation, but you're only playing these teams twice. You lose. That's that's a big loss, and for only eight teams to be moving on, um, like I said, it's it's definitely interesting, and I, I can see a lot of I can see a lot of pushback from a lot of these NBA teams because they're afraid, you know, to to go to 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 be to be placed in a bracket with a Portland, with a New Orleans, with a Memphis, um, and and fear that they might not be able to make it out of the group. But honestly, I don't see how that's anybody's problem. I mean, what difference would it make if your Portland, San Antonio, you know, New Orleans or Sacramento? So what if they bump Memphis out of the eight seed? It's no different. They're in the eight seed. They got to play the one seed. The one seed still got to come and bring their A game, yeah. regardless of who they're playing. It doesn't make a difference if it's the Grizzlies or if it's one of the other four teams that are now going to be in the play in. I think it makes the most sense because it gives these four teams a viable chance to actually make it into the playoffs, which they would have had had this pandemic not hit and put a, yeah. a, a pause I mean, in the season. So I, I, like I think it, it only makes sense that you give them a viable shot. Otherwise, like Dame Lillard said, why come back? What, what was the point in coming back to try to play and compete if I know I got three games and I'm three and a half back, and even if I win all three, I'm still half game back and I'm out? It doesn't make sense. So give them a chance to actually – get into the playoffs like they would have had if they had all of March and April to still compete. I I think that what we're going to see with this as well is that you're going to see like teams um, that thrive off of like home crowd energy, they're going to slip mm-hmm. in situations like this, like, like teams like you. 
interesting and to actually like really get engaged with their playing style. You, you, you're going to see who really actually can play ball together as a team and doesn't really rely on crowd momentum to keep them going and stuff like that, which I think to an extent everyone uses. But it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, um, with, with no audience and stuff like that, it's just going to be, yo, it's going to be like pickup gang basketball out there. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you can't give no tease for talking crap because cats going to be able to hear everything. So, <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, that. I'm right there with you. And that's exactly the pickup game analogy is exactly where I was going to go with it. And it's perfect. Sure. Everybody feeds off of home court advantage. I mean, that's why you play. That's why you win. You want to get the home court advantage or the home field, whatever sport you're in. But like you said, now, when with no fans being present, you strip that back, and at the bare essence, you have pickup basketball. What team is better that day? I'm coming in with my team. You're coming in with your squad. Who, who's got the most heart and who's going to win at the end of the day? And that's all it's about. And you know what? I love it. Like, just like you said, if there's a team that really thrives at home, and a lot of times the record shows a lot of teams do thrive at home, can't play well on the road. Well, you know what? Some do very well on the road in those hostile environments and not so much at home. You know what? You take away the fans. You give them an even playing field. You're playing a neutral site game. My squad versus your squad, ball up. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, um, you know, one of those teams that we talked about play, that plays well at home and doesn't play well on the road um, is, is the 76ers. Um, you know, they, they have a great home record, poor on the road. It's interesting because – this 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 break that has been built in um, has given them the ability to get healthy, you know, with Ben Simmons and Embiid and everything like that. But what what Sixers team shows up at a neutral site? Is it is it the team that plays well at home, or is it the team that struggles on the road? So that's that 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 in in, in a group setting, if, if this were to get pushed through, um, it would be interesting to see a team like that. How do they come out and play? And, and also, does it actually benefit them because they were, I think, the 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 fifth or sixth seed right now in the East, and they were going to obviously be the road team in every series going forward. So does a neutral site actually help that team now because they don't have to play on the road? Really, there's no true road games anymore. Um, you know, does it help a team like the Sixers make it out of the East? So like those are going to be things that are going to be interesting to watch if if, if this whole thing does um does come down. They do play these games. Thanks. Well, I say I say it absolutely. You know helps a team like that. I mean, it part, part of the reason why some of these teams, you know, aren't performing well on the road is because it's a hostile environment. It's because of the fan base. It's because of everything that's going on, all the external forces. We don't have fans present. We don't have those external forces. So you know what? Whether it's you heard somebody chirping, you know, on your way going into the into the arena, or you, you know, as you're going, your team's taking the court for warm-ups, whatever it might be. You hear those things, you know, it may not affect everybody, but for some players, yeah. When you start hearing the booing or the cheering for a team, the minute they make a, a, a three or they go on a run, yes, best believe teams feed off of that for both better and worse, whether you're the home team or the away team. Yeah, absolutely. So neutral strike, I think absolutely 100% does help those teams, you know, and it's not, it's not skewed that way. It's not meant to help them. It's a neutral site. Like right. I said, at the end of the day, the, the home team can't feed off of the home, you know, energy. Mm -hmm. But it definitely helps those who may otherwise crack or fall underneath the pressure of the away yeah. team uh, fans. And yeah. you, guys brought up a, you guys brought up a good point with the, the pickup game 
feel um, to it without without the fans being there. There's been a lot um, put out there about no fans being there and 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 how are these players going to play and everything. And and to me, it's like you've been playing this sport all your life. And if anybody's been in, in, in pickup leagues or or you know pickup games or, or 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 leagues at the Y, whatever it is, like those games get intense. And there's there's not a fan there. Um, you know, I I was playing some pro football and we don't we don't play for fans. And, and, and each one of them games, games are live. So it, it doesn't matter whether or not, you know, fans come back, whether it was for football, basketball, whatever it is, these games are, going to, are, are, are still going to be competitive. None of these players want to lose. Um, and then also, like, it's going to be interesting to see, like, because if you're hearing now more, more the trash talk back and forth from the players that you really can't pick up from a regular game, you best believe these players ain't going to want to be, ain't going to want to be on, on the end of some bad trash talk that not the whole world can hear because there's no fans in the stands to kind of to kind of um uh you know quiet that noise from from the court. Yeah, I really hope they mic players up actually. Yeah, they need like, to put like, like yeah, yeah, hear it all. Like especially now that we know that ESPN is capable of giving us two different <laughs> broadcasts where yeah. one concurs and another cannot. Like yo, please mic these players up and stuff like that. Like yo, imagine. Imagine KG telling doing the whole honey nut Cheerios joint with no fans. <laughs> yo, yeah. Like like yo, like, yo, <laughs> yo, yo, you don't even gotta ask somebody to repeat themselves. Like, yo, I heard you, yeah. <laughs> yo, I heard you. Like everybody heard you. The mics picked it up, like everybody heard you. <laughs> yeah, hey, 53 yeah, second yeah. mark. You yeah. said this, yeah. pitch recording. <laughs> Shortly after. Carmelo Anthony was on the bench asking for almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like I said, so I don't think the fans are gonna play, are, are gonna play a deal, but like a, a big role with them not being there. Um, but to have a group and like imagine imagine five teams being, I don't know, Clippers, Philly, Memphis, New Orleans, and the Spurs. Like that's like in, in the group and like that would just be crazy how that would have to be and to see those teams have to play each other twice. And only two of those teams make it out. Like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Like, I think people are really gonna look forward to seeing. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like the, it's gonna be like the bracket Sunday for the NCAA. We all miss having that that, that this year. So to kind of see if if they do these um these four groupings of five teams, like who gets paired into what group, um and and, and predicting what two teams come out of it, um it's, it's gonna be really exciting and fun to watch. I mean, it's it's literally that's it's the World Cup. That's exactly yeah, what they yeah, do. Exactly. They they get the pool play and they let you know what teams, what countries yep. are going to be playing whom, and that's what it's going to be. And like you said, that so once when they say, "Hey, here are your five teams that are going to be in this pool and pool A, B, C, D," what we're going to know exactly who's going to play. And as we said before, it's been thrown around now for some time. You know, playoff situation or the, the playoff format. Is it going to change? Are we going to do our our usual? you know, 16 teams and eight in the West, eight in the East, or but what if you got those teams in the West where nine, 10, and 11 are technically better than the six, seven, and eight in the East mm -hmm. that given year or whatever might be, or, you know, I, I love the reimagining of it. We, we've had these talks, these, these speculations, you know, these debates for, for some time now on what that will look like. And once again, I just think this is the perfect time to, to, to bring it about, you know, yeah. if you're going to experiment and you're when you want to look at, at it and it's been a thought for some time, what better time than now? Like you said, it, it makes the most sense 
whether people think it's justifiable to put an asterisk on the season or not, now's the time to do it and not do it during a full season where you feel like that really could kind of affect or change things. The season is already changed for, for, for the yeah. better or worse already this season, you know, this year with the, the pandemic. So what better time than to do it now? It's going to be fun when we get, you know, the drawing and you get the selection. You say, hey, here are your teams that are in the pool. And you know what? Hey, some teams have – we all know it. Some teams just match up better against other teams. Right. And I think that's going to be interesting to see too because you might have a team, let's just say, like the Houston Rockets, you know, who may not match up very well against the Miami Heat or a Philadelphia 76ers or somebody like that. And if they get unlucky and they, or if they just happen to get that, you know, that drawing, they may not go as far in the playoffs as, you know, everyone might think. And so it'd be interesting to say not now is really, it's just about the better teams, you know, the best team winning. It's, that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to go through your conference, whether you feel like your conference is loaded or it's a little weak, regardless of the fact, the best teams are going to win. And that's it. And I love it. I personally would have liked them to do like an all-team playing tournament. I would like to see like maybe like all right, cool. One through eight has their like their their playoff spot solidified, and then you know the the other teams who who still kind of had some playoff hopes probably did some league play and, and stuff like that instead of just letting only like the the top twenty and stuff like that. Because I just – I look at it like, yo, so many teams have been out of ball right now, right? And you never know what kind of streaks could have been, you know, and stuff like that. Just kind of thinking about it. And, and, and thinking about, all right, cool, what if a team did kind of get hot along the way and stuff like that? I don't know. I, I would have – I think this is a dope idea. I, I like um, I like what hockey's doing. I think hockey's doing like an all-play-in tournament or something like that. Um, But – yeah, yo, the NBA, I mean, yo, the NBA made a good choice with this. But somebody's going to get it. They definitely going to get somebody early, somebody that they definitely wouldn't expect to to get upset. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and to your point, like, about all teams, I'm actually, if this goes through this way, I'm cool with the bottom 10 teams not being included. It's, yeah, it's, I feel it's, you. Almost, it's almost June. We won't be seeing those teams play anyway. Like, give me the teams that can actually really do something. Like, I don't want to see – no, I don't want to see the Knicks, and yeah. like I don't want to. I don't want to watch those games. So, so give me teams that can be competitive, um, right now. Uh, so I like the fact that they're going to top twenty. Um, it just so happens that those extra four teams are all from one conference. It's just how it played out. But like I said, give me the top. Give me the top twenty. Don't worry about the bottom ten because those because those, those are teams that. We don't want to watch play, and, and, and they're not and they're not going to be that competitive. Yes, yes, those teams in a, in a one game play in could could upset somebody and, and and knock somebody out. But give me the top twenty best teams. I like this format, and then it like I said, it gets you to eight teams overall, and then you go to your seven your seven your seven game series, and it shortens that playoff somewhat. Especially since it's going to be a late start already, and you don't want a three month playoff starting in the middle the middle of June. Nah, so, you, really, you really don't. Because because they can't they can't um they cannot have this prolong into football season. So you need to be done before the NFL start back up. So like, you better have this done by September. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. But excited to see well, what even, comes even, about. Real quick, I was just gonna say, even with that. 
like you said, they got to got they have to get it done. They have to knock it out because you still have a postseason. I mean, you still have off season, mm-hmm. and then while you're still trying to hurry up and get off season done, you got to figure out okay, so when is the next, the next NBA season going to start? So of course, right. the longer this gets dragged out, the longer the start is for the next season. So I, I like this format. I think it you know it gives a fair chance for the teams to play in. It, it kind of expedites the postseason process, you know. And it allows them to go ahead and get to the offseason and start to really kind of continue to put everything into place for the start of the 2020-2021 season. And and like you said, we'll see if this brings in any future change to to the playoff structure, even if it is just the 16 teams. Do they eventually go 16 best teams? How will that look in the future? Um, How will the start of the NBA season look in the future? You know, Mark Cuban came out saying that he he would be okay – with a Christmas Day start going forward forever. Um, so it's, it's all mentioned how everything plays out. But I would love to have y'all back if 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 this gets finalized and, and we get the groupings, maybe to get you guys picks on, you know, what are going to be the eight teams that come out. Facts. I'm with it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, man. Sounds good, man. Uh, thank you guys for stopping by, man. Um, and on next time. <laughs> oh, hey. Mal, you got anything, you got anything else to, to, to add? Uh, my one question is, based on how people finished out, what are your predictions if this does go through? Who, who's going to win it all? Yeah, I think I think first it really comes down to how these groupings look. Like I need to see I need to see the four groupings of what five teams are in each because that I mean you you can you can go ahead and write certain teams already in to the playoffs, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks. Like I don't think. Those, but there's going to be some other teams that I think that can get knocked off depending on what bracket they're in. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I, I really think it's that you, you know, the same thing Brad just said. You know, and I think at the end of the day, we got to be mindful. These dudes are professionals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that at all costs, they're going to come prepared to play against whoever they got to play against. But yo, what I really want to see Memphis, Houston. Yeah, I want to. I want to see Memphis and Houston. I think. I think like no matter how well they that, try to make it evenly, no matter how well they try to make this evenly um, competitive, there's always going to be a death pool. There's always yeah. going to be that one group that that looks that looks tougher than anyone else. So you have to see what teams land into that one to really find to really pick who you think is going to um, come out of it. Yeah. Yes, I mean, and, and honestly, I mean, it's hard to say, like you said, because chemistry just plays such a big factor, Absolutely. you know, especially going in, in the playoffs in the postseason, you know, catching momentum and catching heat at the right time can, can take your team a long, long way. But all these guys are professionals. I know people have been working out. They've still been practicing, maybe not as, as a team, but, you know, everybody's still been been able to get their practice and their work in. I would have to imagine this hiatus, so to say, would probably have to favor those teams that were at the top, the teams that were probably just the better teams, you know, going into it. So my natural inclination would be, you know, Lakers, Bucks, Clippers. I mean, those would probably have to be the top three favorites just offhand, you know, Mm -hmm. just off of there are three three best teams in the league, you know, pretty much three best records, um, three of the top four at least. It, it it would have to be for sure one of those three teams would be, you know, my guess to say, hey, 
this is who it's going to be at the end of the day. I agree. Well, cool. Like I said, we'll, we'll wait to see what finalizes from the NBA, how it looks going forward, what format they're going to use. And then, like I said, we'll bring you, we'll bring you guys back and we'll do some early kind of a uh, uh, playoff predictions. Yes, sir. Right. Sounds good. All right. But all right. until next time, thank y'all for checking us out. Be easy. Peace. Next possession sports. Mm.